Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. How are you doing today? Before diving in, I want to make sure that you know about this incredible resource I've created for you called the Ultimate Thrive at Home Guide for Quarantine and Beyond. This is specifically for COVID-19, and this guide is jam-packed with planning pages and a tutorial from me to help you go from spinning in circles during quarantine to taking back control of your time so that your days can flow smoothly and you can stop feeling so stretched thin. The best part is that it's totally Free. Head to carolinejsumlin.com slash thrive at home guide. That's carolinejsumlin.com slash thrive at home guide to get your copy right now. Now let's get started with today's show. Today we're talking about taking ownership of your time and what this means or looks like as a mom. Many moms feel like their time doesn't belong to them. And I don't actually agree with that. Well, I don't fully agree. Yes, our lives do not belong to us. Our lives belong to Jesus. We live in full surrender to him. And as moms, our children are our mission field. We are called to serve our families selflessly. And that will often mean putting their needs above our own. So in that sense, our time does not fully belong to us. Our lives certainly do not belong to us. Taking ownership of our time, though, doesn't mean that we are making our lives about ourselves and no one else. It doesn't mean that we are selfishly saying, mama's on vacation and this is my time, figure it out. Or I, I want my alone time right now and I'm resentful and I'm bitter, so I'm, I'm making this about me right now. Like that's, that's not what taking ownership of our time means. Taking ownership of our time means that we are being good stewards of our time. It means that we are being good stewards of our time. We are making the most of our time. It means that we recognize ourselves as the managers of our family. And that means that we have a lot of different responsibilities to take care of. It also means that we recognize that while we are here to serve our children selflessly and love them hard, it doesn't mean the world revolves around them. It doesn't mean that it's, that it's, it doesn't mean that it's, healthy for us as mothers to allow the job of motherhood to consume us so much so we forget that we are people, humans, and women outside of motherhood as well. So when we're taking ownership of our time, that means that we are, 
you know, we're, we're, we're constructing a, a healthy balance of, yes, like we are, we're here to serve our family. We're here to, to give them our all. We, we serve selflessly as mothers. We serve selflessly as wives. And, um, and, and that's, that's like our number one priority. Like we, we, we're not here to see how much we can get, you know, from, from motherhood or from marriage or anything like that. Um, but it also means that, you know, when we're constructing our days, we're constructing our family's days, we're, we're doing a healthy dose of, and balance of, of teaching our children that we are not only their moms, but we are also, you know, we're also career women. We're also wise. We also have friends. We also have, you know, ministries and, 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 and church responsibilities and household responsibilities. We're, we're all these things, right? And so when we're taking ownership of our time, it means we are deciding how our time is going to be looking and going to be spent. And we're deciding how our children's time is going to be looking and going to and going to be is going to look and it's going to be spent as as well um and and we're and we're doing so in a way that ensures that their needs are met but also our needs are met and that also our our spouse's needs are met and and that it and that it can flow well but um i just want to make sure that i'm really clear about this it doesn't mean that you know um taking ownership of your time doesn't mean that your life um you know is is becoming like selfish it doesn't mean that you go from you know one aspect of the spectrum of feeling like you're just totally at the mercy of your kids and totally at the mercy of, you know, whatever they say and do and whether they're, you know, they're spinning around in circles around you or they're, they're up no matter what time of the day it is. They have no boundaries. They have no rhythms. They have no routines. They have nothing. You just kind of like feel like, you know, your time is not your own and you just feel like you're kind of waiting for bedtime to maybe finally get a glimpse of any time for yourself or any time to do anything else. Or you just feel like you never have time. And it's, it's not, there, there's that really, um, severe end of one part of the, the spectrum. And then there's the other part of the spectrum that is like, okay, well, I'm, I got to make time for me. I got to do me. I got to make this about me. And, and that's not it. It's the, neither, neither one of these sides of the spectrum is what this episode is about when it comes to taking ownership of your time. Okay. Um, in fact, I was listening to a podcast the other day and this mom said, um, she was in a, a mom that was an, a, an older, wiser mom, just to kind of paint the picture for you. And she was speaking about how in the little years, our kids control our schedules. And I think that this thinking, this belief can make us feel victimized and then potentially resentful and bitter in motherhood. When we let our kids totally control our schedules, meaning we give them no routine or set boundaries or essentially just let them call the shots all day long. This is where the chaos and the drowning happens. This is where the running on empty sets in. This is where the chronic fatigue happens. This is where the the hamster wheel syndrome happens. This is what I believe we can declare does not have to be a part of our motherhood narrative. I do not believe that we should totally let our children completely control our schedules and we are at their mercy and we literally do not wisely use our time and structure our time and structure our day in a way that sets both us and our children up for success. I believe that we have the power to take control of our time. We have the power to take control of our time. And I know that there are some of you out there that are listening to this that may not believe that you have the power to do so. You may be feeling right now that you are stuck, that you are drowning, and you do not know how to get out of that, that you do not know how to take back that time. You may be feeling completely powerless, but I if you get nothing else from this episode, I want you to know that you do have the power. The power lies within you because Holy Spirit is inside of you. So I will, I will say this, it's not, it's not reliant on you. 
it lies within you because Holy Spirit is, is within you. And when you seek the Lord, that power will be yours from the Holy Spirit. But don't believe that you can't get out of that drowning, overwhelmed, hamster wheel syndrome that you might be feeling. And also don't believe that it's all on you and your own strength and your own might and your own will to make changes. It's not. It's you. You have a, a savior who is here to love you and to equip you and to empower you to live the life that he's called you to live. And it's definitely not one of constant chaos and drowning and overwhelm and feeling like you are running on empty all day long. That is not what he's called you to. Now, when we take control of our time, it will not look the same as it does as someone without kids. Like that's, that's just like, let's also make that very, very clear. We have the power to take control of our time, but it will not look the same as it does as someone without kids. And that's okay. It's not supposed to. It's not supposed to. I think sometimes we can get into our, you know, our comparison mode and feel and wish and mourn those days where we didn't have kids and we could just be ourselves and we didn't have to worry about anyone else or what anyone else was doing. And that's real. Like, I definitely have days where I think back to that and I'm like, man, I should have taken more advantage of that time. You know, I should have taken more advantage of that singlehood and that and that pre that pre child life because now I can't go back. And that and I think those are real feelings to have. And I think that when you recognize that those feelings are there, then you can then you can also deal with them and you can manage them and you can figure out how to cope with them. Um, but also just because it won't look the same as it did back before you had kids or as somebody else that doesn't have kids, it doesn't mean that you still can't have ownership of your day and ownership of your time in a way that makes you feel empowered and makes you feel like you are a person and you are a human and you have desires and needs and wants both in and out of motherhood. We, of course, have to account for our kids and oftentimes put their needs first and set them up for success first in order for us to have days that feel like that and run smoothly and and give us that space and time that we need and that we're looking for. So that, you know, we, we still have to put them first. Like we, we, we have to create the space that we need by setting our children up for success so that we can have that. So that's how it's going to look different from somebody else that doesn't have kids. It's not going to look like you can just all of a sudden decide, okay, well, this is my routine. This is my time. This is what I want to do is all things I want to do. Everybody else better just get in line and just figure it out and just follow me like that, that, that will not work. I promise you that will backfire on you. But let's talk about how it can look to have ownership of your time as a mom in a way that is successful and feels really good and feels, it feels good in your spirit. It feels good in your mind, feels good in your emotions. It feels good with your family. And it still ensures that you are serving your family well, as well as serving, of course, the Lord well, and making sure that you are, are equipped and filled up to serve and to, you know, get back to the, the missions that God has called you to. Hence the, the, um, you know, the reason that mission motherhood exists. So I'm going to go through a couple of things here, a couple of pointers for you so that you can begin taking ownership of your time today as you're listening to this episode right now. I want to give you some really actionable steps that you can take away with you and begin implementing. Okay. So how do you begin? 
It starts with asking yourself, how do you want your day to look and feel and what will be best for your kiddos? Okay, both of these questions have to be answered in order for this to go well and work as a mom. Okay, so what's best for your kiddos? Kids need routine and structure. This won't kill their free spirit, I promise. I know there's a lot of conversation in like, you know, media, the world, mom communities about kind of feeling a little, um, I should say, what's the word I'm looking for? They, you might be feeling a little apprehensive or hesitant to in- incorporate routines and structure for your kids because you might be feeling, well, I don't want to kill their their free spirit. I want them to be able to go and be and explore and be creative and just kind of do whatever their hearts desire. And I, that, that's very, I, I 100% believe it, believe in that. And we want our kids to be kids. We want them to be able to, to become free thinkers and empowered in their creativity and their ideas and, and, and all that kind of stuff. However, that does not negate their need for routine and structure. In fact, all humans need routine and structure we all 100% do. We were created. We were literally wired to need routine and structure. Um, and it, it definitely, it, when I really study the word, I really see the, the need for and the importance that God emphasized on organization and planning and those kinds of things um, when he calls us to be a good steward of, of all the things, of, of, the, of all the things that he's given us that's in our marriage and our families, etc. Even when you read Proverbs 31, it talks about how she is organized. She has her home well organized and well managed and her family well organized and well managed. So um, structure and routine and a bit of organization is, is, is very biblical. It's very godly. And um, it's how we will be a good steward of our, our time and our kids' time and, and really will allow us to, to parent our kids the way that God has called us to. Um, routines and structure provide security and guidance and allows their needs to be met before extreme behaviors demand that they are met. Um, kids really desire to feel secure and feel like they know what's coming. They don't like being too surprised in a sense where they just feel unstable. And so lack of routine and lack of structure is actually what that's causing. And then they don't know what to do with that. They don't know how to handle just not having enough boundary. And then that's where more extreme behaviors will kind of, um, that will, will, will show themselves. Um, as I, as I learned when I was a teacher, and I was taking classes about classroom management, they always would say, if you don't have a plan for your kids, your, pl- your kids will have a plan for you. And that is so true. And that's true in our homes as well. So it is our job to create that routine and structure for our kids and to set those boundaries for them because they are not mature enough to create that boundary for themselves or those boundaries for themselves. Okay. Kids also need healthy sleep. They need healthy food. They need physical activity. They need manipulative slash sensory type activities. They need, they need opportunity to work with their hands and be able to be really hands-on. They need free time and choice time to be able to feel, to get that free thinking and that choice and that feel confident in making decisions and learn how to make decisions and really exercise what's going on in their brain. They definitely need that time. It just shouldn't be all the time. They need time with mom and dad and they need time independently. They need to fill, get their love cup filled up and, and get that attention that they're craving from mom and dad, but they also need to learn how to be independent and to be able to think for themselves and be able to solve their own problems and be able to feel comfortable entertaining themselves without feeling like they constantly have to be attached to a parent or a sibling or a friend in order to feel good about themselves. Um, 
so that that's what they need to, independent time as well. They need time with siblings and they need time without, you know, it, there's, it's, it's all about a healthy balance, balance, um, of, of all of it, you know, and that's the same with us humans, like us, I mean, us humans, us adults, like us adults, we need time with our spouse. We need time alone. We need time in community, but we also need time to retreat and we need time to go, you know, to the Lord, um, to, we need time to go to the Lord, um, you know, independently or, or just, just by ourselves. And we also need time to be in corporate prayer and community and all that kind of stuff. So all of this stuff is, is true and it's true for our kids as well, but our kids need us to create those situations for them because again, they can't create them for themselves. And last but not least, they need consistency. When we create the routine and structure for them, they need us to stay consistent and really um, be like, they, they need us to be that security. Consistency equals security. And if we're not consistent then we're not providing, providing them the security they need. And also we're not setting our days up for success and wondering why we feel like we don't have ownership of our time because we're not being consistent with the plans we've put into place. So then, so first we are considering, you know, our kids needs. I've, I've listed again, the, the needs that our kids have. And we want to make sure that a good number of those needs are being met, um, that are being met throughout the day. Now, right now, you know, we're going through the COVID um, pandemic. So most, if not all of you are home with your kids. And so you may be feeling a lot of, you know, um, you may be feeling a lot of pressure and a lot of um, stress trying to meet needs for your kids that maybe school was used to meeting. You know, school was the one that was providing structure, providing physical activity, providing time to be hands-on, providing quiet times or nap times or reading times or silent times or whatever, providing times to have free time and providing times to be independent. And so maybe when, you know, you got home from school and work, your kids were just, you know, getting their time with mom and dad, getting some time with siblings, you know, having some dinner, um, probably didn't really have too much independent time because they were getting that at school maybe. Um, or maybe their independent time is when they're sleeping, but maybe this is a, a whole new world for you where you were just not used to being the one to have to provide all of these things for your kids. Um, you know, maybe you had your morning routine down your evening routine down, but that was it. So totally feeling a lot of maybe some overwhelm and some just a little bit of a daunting task of having to kind of take all this on. And I know we're already two months into the COVID-19 pandemic and we're, we've been quarantined at home for quite some time. And I know there's a lot of you listening to this that still feel like you're not quite getting the hang of that. Um, and that's okay. It takes time. Um, and there's another, of course, another camp out there of moms that maybe you've been home all this time, but you're still just trying to figure all this out. Um, it can feel daunting to feel like you have to incorporate all these things into your day all the time. And I see a lot of content out there in media that talks about like, I'm not the kind of mom that's putting together the perfect Pinterest activity. And that's great for you, Sharon, but I'm, I'm over here just trying to keep them alive. And yes, we watched Frozen 18 times a day. And trust me, I, I understand like there are days in my household where we watch more TV and there's days in my household where we watch not as much TV. There's nothing wrong with TV. There's nothing wrong with screen time. I, I mean, you know, you don't want it to be on all day long. You want there to be limits and boundaries with that as well, because again, kids cannot set their own boundaries. We have to set that, set it for them. But I believe screen time can be a healthy part of, you know, meeting some kids needs here. But, um, we really are doing our kids a disservice if we are not doing our best to set them up for success for for the majority of these things that they need um, within their day to get 
and to be able to exercise the different aspects of their brain and their physical needs and their mental needs and their emotional needs and to be able to have a full day and a consistent day and a secure day um, that, again, their needs are met and then their behaviors are down. And then that really what that does is it allows you to be able to meet your needs that have to happen throughout the course of your day as well. And it really sets you up to be a better mom because of how much you feel like you can now just enjoy things because of how you are able to, I don't like to say the word balance because there's a whole controversy out there about what balance really is, but it really sets you up to be able to feel like you, you're meeting the needs of your kids and your kids are feeling good and you're also feeling good and you're also creating space to do what you need to do. And you're not feeling like you're playing a game of tug of war or constantly putting out fires in order to make that happen. So after you consider your your kids' needs, and um, you're kind of thinking about that in the course of your day, your week, etc. The next thing you do is you now think about what needs to happen in the course of your day as far as like you as an adult. So we know that your kids' needs have to happen, but we also know that there's work responsibilities and correspondence. You may have meetings and appointments that have to be taken care of. You may have business, uh, personal business and correspondence, like paying bills or calling a repairman or, you know, all those little personal tasks that will kind of come up on your to-do list that a lot of times, if you're anything like me, sometimes those get kind of pushed off a little bit, like making doctor's appointments and those kinds of things, because, you know, let's be real, we do run out of time as as intentional with our time as we can be we're still going to run out of time at the end of the day because that's just life um but these are all those like needs that happen in like the course of you being an adult person adult human that has responsibilities that has work to do that has a job that has a career you know has a business or has a side hustle or has a hobby or is um is on an executive board at church or leads a team or leads a small group or whatever that may look like household management as well that that's in the course of your needs to happen in your in your day as an adult human being that is you know not only a mom but also a somebody who has to like control and manage life and and actually you know do the whole adult thing so those things need to happen once you set your kids up for success and you really create a rhythm and a system for them, then that you are then going to be able to see where your time and where your gaps are in your day and how you can incorporate your needs alongside like you're in a, and I mean by your needs, I'm not saying like your selfish needs, but like the things that you need to do, you can incorporate those alongside you know, what your kids are doing as well. And you'll be able to see that they, that these things can happen and you can be in control of your time. You can be knocking off your to-do list. You can be scheduling meetings and scheduling appointments and managing your kid's day as well without feeling like you're kind of, you know, in a constant tug of war of kids versus, you know, being adult human being or kids versus work or kids versus business or kids versus career um, or whatever that looks like for you or whatever tension you may be feeling in that area um, right now as you're listening to this. You also want to make sure that you're making room for your spouse's needs. So how are you, you know, creating space and time to make sure that you are guys, you guys are having date nights, whether you're listening to this during COVID, so that's date nights in, whether you are, you know, just making, making it a mental, not, I won't even say a mental note because I'm a firm believer of writing everything down. I think that everything should be in a planner of some sort, but what's that one thing you're going to do to make sure you're serving your spouse today? What might your spouse need? Does your spouse need extra time to do something because of work today? Is your spouse need, is your spouse not feeling well? Does your spouse have an appointment? Whatever that may look like. Are you guys, are you and your spouse getting on the same page and meeting on a consistent basis to discuss what each other's needs are um, that maybe you, you know, you wouldn't be aware of if you weren't meeting. And then of course, there's just 
also just meeting the needs of your spouse just as a wife. Um, you know, making sure that if your if your spouse has a need for quality time, are you making sure that you're making time for his quality time and not getting to the point where you're so spent on the kids that you're not leaving any space and room for him. Um, I actually have a blog post on my website. If you go to carolinejsomelin.com slash blog, there is a post on my website about 10 ways to keep a marriage fresh when you're in a new season of motherhood. And while I wrote that for like the new mom that's just had a baby, I firmly believe that every single one of those tips on that blog post are going to benefit a mom in any season of motherhood because motherhood can just, it honestly, I feel like the newborn phase never, like the needs of a newborn they just get like the needs of your children just get different, but they never get less. They just they just become different. But those needs are always going to be ever demanding and ever present of your kids and no matter what stage of life they're in. So it really desire it really you really have to have a lot of intentionality in order to make sure that your spouse's needs are getting t- taken care of and your marriage is getting cultivated because it's really easy to let those things slide when you feel overwhelmed by motherhood and household management and those kinds of things. Um And then lastly, what are your needs to take care of yourself? Making sure that you are creating that time to do so. So time with the Lord is, of course, the number one thing you want to prioritize first. This doesn't mean that you have that it has to be first thing in the morning. I don't like to say like, you know, I think that we can get so caught up on like the semantics of like, you know, word before the world. And I'm going to make sure that the first thing I do in the morning when I get out of bed is read the Bible. And like, yes, in a perfect world, that would be great. But let's be real as moms, like that's not always that's not always doable. Sometimes as soon as we get up, the baby's going to cry and we may need to go nurse or, you know, maybe, um, you know, we, we operate or function a little bit better or we can absorb the word a little bit better after we've had something to eat or gotten a glass of water or maybe taken a shower or whatever. Um, maybe the best time for you to read the Bible is at night, but you're prioritizing, meaning that you are making sure that after you've gotten like your kids schedule down and everything, the first thing that you're making sure there is room for in your schedule is time with God. That's the first thing that you're making sure there's room for in your schedule. You're not making sure there's room for yoga, room for, you know, room for a bath and room for your manicure before you're making sure there's room for room for God. It doesn't mean that you can't make sure there's room for all those things, but you, the first thing you do is prioritize. Okay. I've got my kids scheduled down. I've kind of figured out the timing of these different things. You know, I've, I've kind of figured out bedtime and nap time and all that stuff. And now I'm looking at everything as a whole and I'm going to insert my needs. I'm going to insert my spaces. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm figuring out where there's room. The first thing I'm figuring out where there's room for is my time with the Lord. Okay. And then your physical care, of course, and that's not just, you know, physical self, like the, the, what I was just mentioning, you know, I was just mentioning, um, manicures and, and, and maybe taking a bath and, you know, Epsom salt soaks. And that's all wonderful. I think that's so necessary. Like that you should definitely pamper yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but physical care, basic self-care, meaning basic necessities. Are you cleaning yourself, making sure that you have time to take a shower and take a shower on a regular basis? I know so many moms, feel so overwhelmed and so bogged down by not having any control or ownership of their time or their day that they're barely getting a shower in and they're feeling like, you know, they, they just, they walk, they just feel like a, like a hot mess. And I want to encourage you and equip you and empower you right here today to know that you can create space and time to make sure you should be prioritizing 
taking care of yourself, prioritizing your shower, prioritizing getting yourself ready. Not only does that set you up for success, not only does that make you physically feel good, feel better, feel clean, how much better do you operate when you've had a shower, when you've washed your face, when you maybe even put a little makeup on if you want to, just made sure that you got yourself to a place where you're you feeling good in your skin, you know, but and, um, how much better of a mom are you when you're doing that? How much better of a mom are you do, um, when you feel like you've been able to just do those basic necessities. And that's not a bad thing. It's not bad to prioritize that. Um, so prioritizing that, prioritizing making sure you're eating proper meals, eating proper snacks. Are you working out? Are you moving your body? These things should be a part of your, of your daily physical care that you're making space for. And then your mental care. You, having alone time is not a bad thing. We can serve our family selflessly. We can serve our, 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 our children. We can, we can be super mom and also need alone time. There's, there's, and, and I, I know I, I've seen a theme in some motherhood culture. And a lot of times it's in Christian motherhood culture where it's like, you know, I don't, we don't, we're not supposed to subscribe to this idea of needing alone time because that makes us look and feel selfish. And it makes us look and feel like we're, we're putting a negative spin on motherhood. And, and I believe that we are not supposed to put a negative spin on motherhood. I believe that we're not supposed to just, you know, kind of cry wolf all the time. And I see, I see that a lot as well in the media. Um, but alone time is necessary. Jesus went to be alone with the Lord. He left the 12. He left the disciples. You know, he retreated from the crowds to go be with the Lord by himself and to fill himself up. You know, I'm sure when he went to go take his bath and we went to go care for himself and brush his hair and brush his teeth or whatever they did back then to to care for their bodies. I'm sure he did that alone, too. Like privacy is is not is necessary. It's OK. It's OK to need that time. It's OK to, to journal. It's OK to have therapy sessions. But also then the other side of mental care is community and friendships. So are you making time for your small group? Are you making time to call your friends? Are you making time to call your parents or your grandparents or your cousins or whatever? All those things are important and all very they're all very important to our mental health. And it's important that our mental, our physical, and our spiritual health is in a good place because that allows us to be the best moms that we can be. So while notice I, I talked about, you know, the order in which we, in which I said these things was kids, kids need and kids routine comes first, but that doesn't mean that I'm saying, I mean, Yes, I am saying that, you know, we do selflessly serve our children. So a lot of times it will mean that we're putting our needs, our needs on hold for the moment when their needs take, you know, are, are prevalent. Like it doesn't mean that, you know, if we feel like this strong need to take a nap, but our, our baby is crying and needing us that we just ignore their cry and we go take a nap. But on the same token, there are going to be times that you do kind of, you know, have to have them wait a little bit while you go to the bathroom or where you, you know, maybe you are finishing up your shower and your child is asking for you and you need to cut, you need to set that boundary and you need to be okay with setting that boundary. There's nothing wrong with being like, Hey, I will be with you soon. You know, here's something to keep you safe or make, you know, get, make sure they're safe and make sure that they are not in any danger, but then set those boundaries and make sure that you are teaching your child that you have needs just like they do and you are better for them when your needs are taken care of. So it's it's very much a both and thing of being very selfless, but in, in really serving your family well. But also like if you're to the point where you're just completely denying yourself, like, you know, not in the in a in the way where we deny ourselves 
when we're serving but denying ourselves to the point of it in an unhealthy way like if you're if that if that's if that's what you feel like you have to do then I, I really want to I really hope that when you're you're listening to this right now knowing that it doesn't have to be this way you it is totally it does not make you a bad mom to say hey I'm gonna set a boundary here this is the time where like you know I'm gonna make sure that like my children aren't up before 7 30 and if they get up early yes I'm gonna go tend to them and I'm gonna make sure they're okay but I'm gonna say hey okay I'm gonna make sure you're safe and now I'm gonna take my shower and continue doing what I need to do that's not a bad thing because if your mental, physical, and spiritual care are just completely ignored and you're running on E, what you pour out into your children is going to be emptiness. Let me say that again. What you pour out into your children is going to be emptiness. So these things are so, so, so necessary. But when you're putting, when you're making sure that your kid's routine is kind of like the first thing you're thinking about. So getting back to that strategy, when you're thinking about and creating how you're going to take ownership of your time, yes, you do put your kid's routine first because you, you have to kind of, you know, you have to play like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you, you have to, you, you're, you're the manager. You, you kind of have to play like manager for a little bit here and realize like, you know, because kids needs are so different and they're so ever changing and they can very quickly, if their needs are not met, kind of go into meltdown mode. You need to look, look at your, your tending to their needs as you essentially like eliminate the amount of fires that you have to put out. So as I begin to wrap up here, I want you to really take away these three things from this episode. If nothing else, take away these three things. Number one is you have the power to take ownership of your time. I said that in the beginning, I'm going to say it again. You have the power to take ownership of your time. It doesn't mean that you put yourself first in a selfish way, but it means that you can curate your family's time in a way that serves everyone while leaving you in control and still making sure your needs are met. Number two, taking ownership of your time actually means putting your kids' needs first when creating the actual plan or routine. Routines work best when you provide boundaries and structure for your kids and put yourself into their routine instead of the other way around. And number three, consistency is key. This is something you will hear me repeat over and over again on multiple episodes of this show and on Instagram and anywhere else that you may follow me. You must stay consistent when creating and implementing routines and creating space for your priorities. All right, mama, that is episode number five of the Mission Motherhood podcast. I'm really excited to hear what you took away from today's show. Okay, I want to hear from you first. I want to know where do you struggle the most with taking ownership of your time and what was the biggest takeaway from this episode? Okay, two things I want to know. Where do you struggle the most with taking ownership of your time and what was the biggest takeaway from this episode? Share your thoughts with me on your Instagram stories and tag me at Caroline J. Sumlin. Okay, that's at Caroline J. Sumlin. Also, please take a moment to subscribe to the show, rate, and review. Your review is what will help the show get into the ears of more listeners, which means more moms are able to join the movement and get the help and support that they need. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being here with me today, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, 
please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.